Hey, Malachi here, pastor and founder of Life's Word Ministry. Welcome to our podcast. I pray that what you hear will encourage, enlighten, and enrich your life. You know, it's our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live hope and change, to draw you closer to our Heavenly Father, as well as strengthen your walk with Christ, using the Word of God as our foundation. I can't thank you enough for listening and sharing our podcast with others. And now, here's today's message. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. This is Pastor Malachi. I'm the host of Life's Word Podcast. Thank you once again for joining me this week. We have a fantastic show for you. I know that you're going to be blessed because I was blessed as the Lord was instructing me on what to share with you this week. And I'm going to tell you, it uplifted my soul and I know that it will be a blessing to every one of you listening. On last week's podcast, I said that I was going to shout out a few family and friends on the podcast just to say how much I appreciate you for being in my life. Robert Edwards, you, my brother, certainly a good friend of mine. We've been friends, oh man, a lifetime. And he's in North Carolina. I appreciate you. And the friendship that we share and the love that we share, it's its amazing to have good friends in your life. And I'm going to tell you, Robert is truly a good friend in my life. LaWanda, Lasagna, no, they're not twins, but if you mess with one, you mess with the other. Thank you guys for being my sisters, my support system. Whenever I'm preaching or sharing a word, I'm going to tell you, they, they're my biggest cheerleaders. I have a lot of cheerleaders, but... Those are the ones that, you know what, you mess with me, you in trouble. Thank you guys for listening and supporting. And who else can I shout out right now? Oh, there is no way I would be able to get through this without acknowledging my best friend, my girlfriend, my love of my life, my ride and die for real, none other than my wife, Christine. Tomorrow, it will be October 21st. It's our wedding anniversary. And I must say that I've been truly blessed to have this woman in my life and by my side. She's been my sounding board. She's been my encourager. She's been my preacher, my teacher, my evangelist, my prayer partner, my you name it. She's been that. She's truly my rib. And I love her dearly, and I'm so glad that we are one in God. He did a good thing when he put us together. I appreciate you, honey. All right, if you haven't heard your name, don't be despondent. I will get around to you eventually. Just keep listening. I'll give you a shout-out on the show just to say, hey, thank you for being in my life. All right, you got your Bibles? I hope you got your Bibles. You know that when the podcast is blazing, get your Bibles, get your papers, get your pens so you can write down some good, dubious notes. 1 Peter 4, 12, 19. I'm going to read this from the English Standard Version because I like how they phrase it the way we talk. But it says, Beloved. 
Do not be ashamed at fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Oh, I hope you understand that this is talking to you guys personally, as well as it's been talking to me. Verse 13 says, but rejoice in so much as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, and I know many of us have been insulted, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. We're going to have to talk about that one. Verse 16 says, yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify in God. Let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Last verse, verse 19. Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Oh, we got a good one tonight, ladies and gentlemen. If it's hard for us, what about them? That's what we're going to be talking about when we come back right after this. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Life's Word Podcast. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Pastor Malachi. We're talking about if it's hard for us, what about them? And we read 1 Peter 4, 12 through 19. Read that. Find out what we're talking about. You know what? There are many times in our lives we're just going to have to encourage ourselves. Would you agree? We are going to have to just pat ourselves on the back. Because a lot of people that are patting us on the back, they don't mean us any good. And there's times that we need a good pat on the back. And what I mean by that is we need to speak a word over our life. Because when times get hard, and trust me, they will get hard and be extremely difficult. Amen or amen. We need to stand up and say, I'm encouraged. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. Why? Because my help comes from the Lord. We need to encourage ourselves sometimes. If it's hard for us, what about them? The help we need does not come from man, ladies and gentlemen. And the sooner we understand that, the better off our situation will be. It's God who supplies all of our needs. Would you agree? And he uses man as a vehicle to bless us. So don't be fooled. Man does not bless you per se because God is using that man, that woman, that person, that business, whatever it is to bless you. When I look at all the problems of life, 
it's it's challenging to stand with your head held high like it's all good. It's really hard sometimes. When all around us seem to be going in a direction of mass destruction. Everything is just going away. Everything is just in chaos. Everything is just blowing up. We have to dig deep within ourselves and declare it's going to be all right because God is going to make a way. We have to stand on the faith to know that when we cry out to God, when we call out to God, he's listening and he's moving and he's on his way. That's where our real faith begins to surface. And we start to feel our strength coming back. We all need someone that we can confide in and just unload all of this stuff inside of us. We need to unload what seems to be an insurmountable weight that's on our shoulders, weighing us down. A load that seems to be getting the best of us at that particular time. And depending on the person, listen to me, depending on the person you go to will determine how you will feel and how you react to what is happening in your life. Not everyone is qualified to hear your heart. Let me say that again. Not everyone is qualified to hear your heart. Stop talking to everybody. Not everyone is qualified to give you counsel. You need to be very careful who you allow to speak into your life. Not everyone has your best interest at heart. You stand the chance of feeling worse off than when you came to them in the first place because they're giving you their personal opinions. They're giving you their facts of their life. They're giving you what they would do, what they wouldn't do. There's no biblical backing. There's no spiritual awareness. There's no spiritual discernment. They're just giving it to you straight from the hip. We are the chosen ones of God. We are the ones that exemplify righteousness. At least we're supposed to. And if it's hard for us, what about them? What about those that seem to have no hope? Because our hope is in Jesus. Their hope is in whatever is trending next on TikTok or Instagram. How are we to encourage others when we are drowning in our own sorrows? Let me make this perfectly clear. Suffering and difficulties are a part of life. I'm, I'm just going to let you know. Many of you already know. You like, amen, brother, amen, amen. I know that's right. Yes, it's a part of life. In 1 Peter 4, Peter challenges us as believers to understand that suffering and difficulty will be a part of our lives. In the 12th verse, he said, listen. Don't be surprised when trouble comes to test you as something strange. You are not exempt from being tested. You know what they say, right? No test, no testimony. Even in our suffering, 
We should continually rejoice because one day Christ will be revealed in glory and we with him. I know I get it. It's mind warping trying to understand how we can rejoice when all of hell is running rampant in our homes, in and around our lives. It's hard to rejoice. It's hard to be happy. But you know, my dad used to tell me, never let them see you sweat. And when you really think about it, the enemy can't understand how you can smile, how you can be happy, how you can rejoice when he's throwing all hell in your face. You don't understand that. People don't understand how you can be happy after they've talked about you on your job and tried to get you in trouble. And it's the Lord that's flipped the script and revealed their true intentions. Peter said in verse 13, as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. I know we be like, I wish he would hurry up and reveal his glory then. We'll be right back. In this context of what I want to share with you for the next few moments, I want to be able to give you some real substance because we all know that a subtext without a context is nothing more than a pretext. So Peter says in the word, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it starts with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? If it's hard for us to live right, then how can we expect those that are not saved to live a righteous life? Judgment starts right here with me, right here with you, right here with us. Are we not the household of God? Yes, we are. So it begins right here. So this is why we need to be careful how we react to certain things, how we portray ourselves, how we conduct ourselves. Peter's quotation is from the Septuagint translation of Proverbs 11.31, which reads, if the righteous is repaid on earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner? So that translation here in 1 Peter 4 reads, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where should the ungodly and the sinner appear? You know what's happening here? Peter uses this quote in context of preparing believers to suffer for the cause of Christ. As I said in a previous message, it is worth remembering that Peter, 
had tried to escape the potential of suffering for Christ when Jesus was arrested. Y'all know the story when he was warming himself around the fire and people start coming up to him, getting close. And it was one particular person was recognizing him. I know you. Hey, you look like that one that was with that guy in there. He's like, nah, that's not me. That's not me. Nah, that ain't me. And he moved around the fire and tried to warm himself again while Jesus was being questioned. And the person following him. It's funny how trouble just follow you, ain't it? I know you. You dress like them. You talk like them. Peter's like, no, it's not me. Leave me alone. And a few minutes later, here comes trouble again. You are one of those people. I know you are. I've seen you. Peter's like, frizzle, frazzle, frizzle, frat. I am not that person. <laughs> See what happens? Oh, that deep man comes out. We want to prove that's not us. We start cussing and fussing. And here he stood. Rather than be associated with Jesus, Peter denied knowing Jesus three times, just like Jesus prophesied he would. And in his ministry, by the time he wrote his epistles, Peter had indeed suffered for Christ throughout his ministry. Track his ministry. You'll see the issues that he faced. And he would ultimately die as a martyr because of his preaching the gospel of Christ. My question now is, who here listening to me is ready to be a martyr? Ah, I don't see too many hands. Nobody's excited about joining that group of being a martyr, right? In encouraging believers to rejoice even in suffering for Christ, Peter encourages them in your suffering. Don't let it be the suffering for doing wrong. Oh, hear me on this, ladies and gentlemen. And he mentions in verse 15 some of the wrongdoings. He said, a murderer, a thief, evildoer, or as a meddler. Oh, there's that word again, meddler. How many people you know be meddling in your business? How many people just be all up in your corner, all up in your space, all up in your house, all up in your business, meddling where they shouldn't be? Somebody's always looking for something. Believers should be very cautious not to do wrong. So when they meddling, don't do wrong by them. Love them and then tell them to step off. <laughs> We should be holy in our behavior because our father in heaven is holy. Three different times it is written in Leviticus. Be holy for I am holy. Be holy for I am holy. Be holy for I am holy. Three different times in Leviticus. When believers suffer for being associated with Christ, that glorifies God. Sounds crazy, don't it? What we go through actually shines a light on God to those in darkness, taking the focus off of us and putting it on the Father in heaven. As Peter cautions against doing evil, he reminds us that judgment begins with the household of God. Now, Peter rhetorically asks, if God takes righteousness so seriously, that he first judges his own people, then 
How severe will the judgment be for the unbelievers? Are you catching this? If the righteous will scarcely be saved, as the King James Version phrases it, then what will become of those who are not believing in God? Those are the serious questions that we need to really analyze. Peter recognizes that God's saving grace has been provided. He knew firsthand what that provision cost. Now, God's grace is free to all who will receive it by believing in Jesus. It's just that easy. But in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, we see that it was not free to God. Jesus paid the ultimate price to provide us that free gift. And all three persons of the Trinity exert effort to ensure our salvation. Look at the Father. In Ephesians 4.1, the Father chose us to be in Christ, to be holy and blameless as his adopted sons. Now the Son redeemed us by shedding his blood as a substitution, dying in our place. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Now look at the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit seals us as God's pledge or guarantees that we have been redeemed and have eternal life. Ephesians 1, 13, 14 says, In him you also, when you heard the truth, the gospel was your salvation and believed in him. Let's look at Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. It says, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. These are just a few examples of what God does on our behalf. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are talking about if it's hard for us, what about them? There's times in our lives where it's going to get difficult. There's times in our lives we're going to have some hardship. There's times in our lives that we're going to suffer anguish. We're going to suffer pain. But if we fold, what about those that are watching us? What about those that are looking at us? Those that are following us? Those that are depending on us? Because we're the ones that's talking about Christ. We're the one that's talking about how good God is. We're the ones that's sharing God's grace through his word. And if we can't hang, what about those that we're trying to witness to? What about those that are lost in their sins? What's going to happen to them? While nothing is difficult for God, Peter recognizes that the righteous will scarcely be saved. Or as the New American Standard Bible puts it, 
It is with difficulty that the righteous is saved. All right, let's go deeper. If God has done so much to express his kindness to those who don't deserve it, how grave will things be for those who reject his grace and kindness by not believing in Jesus? Peter references Proverbs 11.31 to support his point in the previous verse. God judges his children during life on earth in order to strengthen and purify our faith. This is why we are going through. This is why God judges us here on earth to strengthen and purify our faith. You want stronger faith? You got to go through something. You got to go through some loss. You got to go through some sacrifice. But watch this. Those who reject Christ can expect something much worse. Again, we need to be careful not to insert meaning into this passage. Peter is not saying that Christians are those who try really hard to be saved and then just barely make it into heaven with their best effort. He's not saying that. We only make it into heaven by Jesus's perfect effort and perfect payment on the cross for all of our sins. He said in 1 Peter 3 and 8, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Peter is saying that eternal salvation through faith in Christ comes with difficulty. In this life on earth, we're going to have some problems. Our loving father trusts us as children who need the discipline to learn to trust him, to learn to walk in his way. How do we learn by going through? How do we grow by coming out of it? In other words, God calls us righteous in Christ, then uses hardship in our lives to increase our faith in him to make us more and more like Christ. Let me say this again so it will resonate in your spirit. God calls us to righteousness in Christ, then uses the hardships in our lives to increase our trust and our faith in him, to make us more and more like Christ. But what will become of the ungodly and the sinner, you ask. Christians may often think of themselves as being sinners and ungodly people. And our actions might even suggest that. But as used in this context, Peter isn't talking about believers. He is talking about those who disobey the gospel of God. So if God allows the righteous in Christ to experience such hardship, if he allows this out of his love for us, what kind of hardship will come to those who reject God by rejecting faith in Jesus? The implied answer is that it will be more terrible. It will be much more terrible for them than it ever will be 
for us. In summarizing, in our opening scripture, 1 Peter 4, 12 through 19, reminds Christians not to be surprised even by fiery suffering, but instead to see sharing in Christ's affliction as something worth rejoicing in. We will be glad when Christ's glory is ultimately revealed. And we are currently blessed because God's spirit is with us. How often do we need to say he will never leave you, nor will he forsake you? Don't be confused because there is no confusion in God. The enemy brings confusion. He twists the spirit of God's word. He twists the word of God to make it sound something that it's not. But you know, at the same time, we get no credit for the penalties of our own criminal or evil choices or for retaliating against those who hurt us. When we're persecuted for doing good, God is able to judge his people to strengthen our faith in him. He will judge much more severely those who reject faith in Christ. So when you're experiencing the hurt and the pain, the disappointment and the discontentment, I say wait on the Lord and be of good cheer. God will come through. He will answer you. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it's going to be difficult. Yes, you're going to have some lonely times. Yes, you're going to have some confusing time. Yes, you're going to be in a place of darkness. Please hear me on this. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Just hold on a little while longer. He's working it out for you. But the reason it seems to be taking a little longer than it should is God is removing everything and everyone in your way out the way so you can receive all that he has for you freely. I'm so glad that trouble don't last always, that he is a present help in times of trouble. If it's hard for us, what about them? I don't want to close this podcast out without giving you an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you would repeat after me this simple prayer, God, I know that I have sinned against you and I am deserving of punishment. But Jesus Christ took the punishment that I deserve so that through faith in him, I could be forgiven. I ask you to forgive me for my sin. I place my full trust in you for salvation. I know that you died on the cross for my sin. I know that you rose on the third day so that I might live. I receive you as the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you 
for coming into my heart. Thank you for your wonderful grace and forgiveness. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Now, listen, from this moment on, start learning how to live a life of faith by finding a good Holy Spirit-filled Bible-taught church, whether online or in person, so that you can continue to grow in your faith as you walk the pathway to Christ. Write to me. Share your story of faith and let me know that you said yes to Jesus. You can email me at lifeswordministry at gmail.com. This concludes another episode of Life's Word Podcast. We pray and hope that what you heard was an uplifting to your spirit. I'd like to thank those of you that partner with us by sowing a financial seed into this ministry regularly. Of course, you know we are a listener-supported podcast, and your generous giving allows us to share the gospel throughout the world. We're able to reach those we cannot reach personally. And if you're not a partner and you would like to sow into this ministry, you certainly can do so by going to paypal.me forward slash life's word ministry or you can go over to www.lifeswordministry.org please remember to pick up a copy of my new book pathway to christ by malachi mitchell and that's on amazon.com it's available in paperback and also in hardcover and god's been blessing us you can also find through our new publishing company walking in faith publishing many of the other books that I've been blessed to write and publish. That's also on Amazon.com. I look forward to spending some more time with you real soon. And remember to share, to subscribe, and follow us right here on Life's Word Podcast.